Welcome to the USRA Coalition's Let's Talk About It podcast, where we give you insights into mental health and substance abuse issues. In each episode, we'll have a conversation with a guest who will help create awareness in our communities around these topics. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. Hi there, and welcome to another edition of USRA's Let's Talk About It. Again, USRA Coalition sponsors this podcast to draw critical issues out of the darkness and into the light. We do so in the name of prevention and awareness. Real quick, once again, this program is sponsored by the USRA Coalition. USRA Coalition is a partnership between boroughs of Upper Saddle River and Allendale, New Jersey. Members consist of elected officials, parents, school administration, police, health professionals, local businesses, clergy, and members of community organizations. The mission of USRA Coalition is to educate and create awareness in our communities to prevent and reduce substance abuse and other health-related issues. The Coalition provides funding and programming and other resources to communities through local schools and in Pohokas and Saddle River as well. And that brings us to today's guest. She is a colleague of mine for the past 16 years. She has been a social worker at Northern Highlands Regional High School. In that time, she has earned her doctorate in social work from Rutgers, the State University of New Jersey. And she is recently beginning a new position as the supervisor of our student wellness department. She's Dr. Jessica Verdicchio. Doc, welcome to the program. How are you? Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. All right. Listen, let's get to it. The student wellness department, it's a new thing at Northern Highlands, but you and I both know it's not a new theme. Uh, we've been working on this for years, and it has been ingrained and woven into our culture. Tell us, how did we get to this point, and tell our listeners, what took so long? Thanks. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, as someone who's been here and been in the school community for quite some time, um, I can say that as a, as a staff member, wellness and mental health has always been something that we've talked about. We are, you know, as educators, we're really focused on what are the needs of our students and how can we identify students that are struggling? How can we, you know, be there to support them and also maybe connect them to different resources? You know, I think, you know, in the past several years, I think more and more teachers have become involved. We've had, you know, wellness professional learning communities where we've kind of talked about, you know, what can we do on a classroom level? Um, we've gone ahead and had a variety of parent programs and different kinds of film streaming opportunities and opportunities for discussion with parents and community members. And most importantly, we've been talking with students about what really they need. But as you know, conversations just take us so far. So I think part of what's, what's happened is that, yes, we've been doing lots of talking, but I think we're finally in a position to really create a lot of action. So um, I'm really excited and encouraged um, to be in this new position where I think wellness and you know, social and emotional health is something that obviously is a, is a passion and a focus of mine. And I think you know, by devoting someone to, you know, to this position and, you know, and you know, full time, I think essentially it really shows that Northern Highlands is really ready to, um, to take the next step, right? So it's not just about raising awareness, but it's about putting those words into action. I'm so glad you brought that up because, you know, they say that words tell a story, 
but actions real character. And uh, I can speak from experience. I know you'll agree. The character of this school is in its care for its students, and it's in compassion. It's one of our core ethical values. So I'm glad we're bringing you to fruition. All right. Now, tell us a little bit about some of the programs that you are currently offering to students. What is What are some of the actions the wellness department's taking? Sure, I am so excited to share. So, um, you know, in the past several weeks, we've actually had a few opportunities, more than a few, um, to actually connect with students in a variety of ways. So um, first, we've been hosting a variety of Wellness Wednesday workshops. So these are workshops that are designed for students on a variety of topics, including, um, you know, terrific transitions for our freshmen, um, you know, some mindfulness, let's breathe activities, um, this past week, um, our two student assistance counselors presented on um, don't stress for tests, a little bit about test anxiety. And then Mr. Grabowski next week is also going to be, you know, working with students on, you know, what to expect in college and being able to um, ask and answer some of those questions. I think one of the things that we realized is that, you know, we really need to do a better job of being more open to, to connecting with all of our students, not just the ones that are coming to us and saying, hey, I need help. We want to make sure that we're meeting with them too. And we do that through, you know, individual meetings and um, different kinds of supports that we put into place. But we also want to just, uh, you know, have students be open and coming in our doors to really talk about anything. And we thought that a really nice way to do that is by, you know, offering a variety of workshops that are open to our student body. Additionally, we've been spending a lot of time in classrooms, which I'm really excited about. We've partnered with, you know, our business education teachers and our art teachers, um, you know, to work on a Kindness Rocks project. Um, again, um, our student assistance counselors are using the opportunity to connect with teachers and obviously the students as well and bring awareness to, you know, to kindness, but also just the, the wellness center and that we exist. You know, the other kinds of things that, you know, our, our student assistance counselors are doing um, which I'm really proud of is they're actually co-teaching and leading different lessons in the classroom and in our English classes, especially when, you know, the topics are about mental health and about anxiety and what was it like back then, but how can we, you know, what can we take from that nowadays? And I think, you know, the more that we can make those connections and build those relationships, the hope is that, you know, students and our faculty will see that, you know, seeking help and having open conversations about mental health um, is just part of the culture as opposed to, you know, something that we, we you know, are more reserved and, and worried about doing. We want to bring the conversations out into the open and feel like these are some really good ways to do that. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're even having this podcast, drum up conversation, create awareness. It's great that you're not only supporting students, but you're also supporting teachers as well. And listen, let's face it, some of these conversations, they're uncomfortable. And some teachers don't feel equipped. I'm sure there are parents out there that don't feel equipped. But uh, I think that there's one thing we've learned from this process. I don't know about your take, but we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, talk about these things because they're worth talking about and they'll pay dividends in the long run. Yeah, I certainly agree. I think, you know, Obviously, being uncomfortable is temporary, right? And but none of us really like to sit with those feelings. But it's part of the process. It's part of growing. It's part of changing. And um, you know, I think we're really embracing that, or I hope that we are really embracing that at Northern Highlands. Well, as you said, some people are not comfortable embracing uncomfort, and I'm sure as much as there's been a clamoring for us to do more and uh, address student wellness, and you know, we're we're in the process of doing that. I'm sure there are people out there too that are saying, what are they doing up there? 
Why do we, why do they have a wellness department? What's the need? What would you say to those people? Yeah, I think the need is that, you know, in our school community, we're not the only ones that are feeling this. I think even worldwide and, you know, and in our whole, in our whole community, we're seeing that, you know, students are struggling, right? Students are feeling stressed. They're feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling anxious. They're feeling uncertain about the future. It's, you know, kind of bringing up a lot of just uncomfortable feelings. And I think, you know, some people might say, ah, maybe that's kind of like part of it. But what we're recognizing is, yeah, that might be part of it, but our students, they're not really coping really well with, you know, you know, what to do when they're feeling anxious or what to do when they're overwhelmed and stressed and who to talk to. And so, you know, part of the reason why we, you know, are kind of building, you know, building the center and building, you know, the, our whole wellness department is so we can take students from, you know, acknowledging that these feelings exist and then also knowing what to do about them. So knowing who to talk to, knowing, you know, how to recognize, you know, some of those signs and symptoms in yourself and, and in others, and then how to be able to, um, you know, work with someone to, you know, be able to manage those feelings better. So for those people out there that are like, oh, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to devote so much time to the, you know, to the wellness center? Um, I think in our community in particular, we know that there is a, an absolute need to meet the emotional needs of our students and our staff. Um, and so, and we know that it's an important component in their overall development. Um, and we're not just about academics here. We know that the social and emotional part of, you know, of development and, um, you know, and, and if life is really important and we want to prepare our students for that part of the future too. Well, great that you mentioned recognizing uh, things in students, telling them where to go. Listen, sometimes we don't know what we don't know. For those parents out there or even um, students who have friends and they think they see warning signs, what can they look for? What, what does someone in distress, either, you know, experiencing depression or anxiety, what, or even just discomfort, what does that look like? Yeah, so I think sometimes um, we look for things like behaviors or like a change in a person's um, maybe routine. So maybe someone's having, you know, a harder time getting up for school. Maybe a friend who used to be, you know, really bubbly is now feeling, you know, a little more withdrawn or maybe not answering as many of the text messages or not really connecting as much. The flip side is also true. Maybe someone who, you know, at, at one time was really kind of quiet and withdrawn and now all of a sudden they're really outgoing. Anytime we see any sort of a change in behavior, I think that kind of raises some questions like, well, why? And I think, you know, part of what, you know, part of what we start to look for is are some of those subtle changes things to pay attention to or are they just kind of part of, you know, part of what, you know, is normal? Um, but I think it's asking those questions and noticing and paying attention to any of those kinds of changes. That's a really good first start. Um, the other piece is the things to look for are sometimes more concerning. Maybe someone's, um, you know, maybe gotten involved and started to, to vape or is experimenting with different kinds of, you know, drugs or alcohol or hanging out with a different group of people that maybe isn't as positive. Um, Maybe we're talking about like sleeping habits that are different. So staying up all night or spending so much time, you know, connected to social media and devices and not enough, you know, time connecting in person to, you know, others. Um, changes in eating habits. I think any of those changes are things to pay attention to. And the thing is that, you know, at Northern Highlands, I think we do have the resources to kind of support all of those things. So 
Um, but one of the biggest things is knowing that students are struggling. And so that's really where we ask for the support of our students to help us know that, right? So if stu students are encouraged that if they're seeing some signs and friends and they're not really sure what to do about it, well, come talk to us. We're happy to meet with, you know, whoever that is, or if, if it's you, if it's the student, we want to talk to you as well. And for parents, you know, we, on our website, we have a referral form. So parents can also send us, you know, kind of a note and say, hey, listen, this is what I'm seeing in my, you know, in my child's or in my student. And, you know, how can we work together to, you know, to maybe support, um, to support, you know, the student where they are. So um, in terms of where we're actually located in Northern Highlands, we're located in room 223, um, which is our wellness center. And students can certainly find us there when we're in person. Um, and then we also have a variety of resources on our website. And that website, again, is www.northernhighlands.org. All right. And that's great, Doc. Now, what if someone wants to be a little less formal? They don't want to fill out an actual referral. You know, they, they're not sure if it's anything, but they don't want to ignore it as well. They're trusting their intuition. They're doing the right thing. Who else can they go to? Honestly, Mr. Cove, I think we're talking about going to any trusted person. So that could start with a friend, could start with a trusted adult, um, start with a parent, a teacher, a coach, a principal, an assistant principal, um, you know, maybe even a crossing guard. Really, I think the thing is here is that you just need to share it with somebody, right? I mean, sometimes that's a really important, not sometimes, that is a really important first step step is just acknowledging that maybe something feels off and you're not really sure what to do about it. Um, if you're not sure, that's okay. Then just ask and then we can kind of, you know, figure it out from there. I think the biggest, my biggest hope is that, you know, we create a culture and a place where students feel comfortable um, reaching out for help and accessing help and um, that they know that, you know, we are here to help them and we're responsive. Um, and so I, I truly hope that students and parents in our community feel comfortable. And I think what's also going to make them feel comfortable is knowing they can do so in a way where they're going to be supported, not ridiculed or reviled or ostracized. You know, I, 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 in my experience, and I think yours as well, tell me if you agree, but there's always this pervasive fear. It's a fear of failure or a fear of, you know, social ridicule or just afraid of the unknown. And I think one thing that we try to promote here and we try to cultivate is a culture in which, you know, we have a safe environment where if you do fall, there are supports there to pick you up. And I think all too often kids don't realize that sometimes parents don't know that either. I, I completely agree. I think, I think we try and, and create that culture, but I also think that, you know, every student, when they walk in the store, it's also, you know, part, part of, of, of their, you know, their own self-advocacy advoc to be able to say, okay, like, I know that there's all these people that are reaching out and saying, I'm here to help, but I also want students and parents to know that we also need them to kind of want to, you know, connect with us as well. I truly believe in, you know, in partnering with, you know, with, with anyone who's looking to, you know, connect and want some, you know, maybe advice or guidance or support because we know how important this is, you know, ultimately to the growth of our, of our students. Well, that's great stuff, Todd. Thank you so much for coming and sharing. We're coming down the home stretch of our program and we're looking to punch it home. Uh, we have uh, four downs here. We got first and goal. Like, are you, are you ready to play this? You, you, <laughs> I'm ready. ready, I'm ready. All right, first and goal, you got four questions. Get to the end zone. Let's see how it goes. All right, first question, here we go. Favorite breakfast cereal as a kid. 
What's your favorite breakfast cereal? Berry Berry Kicks. Berry Wow. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> I wanted to like Captain Crunch, like cool dude. Uh, corn pops, they always cut the roof of my mouth. It was annoying. I did I steered away. Don't ask me what's pretty pebbles guy. I don't know. <laughs> I like Captain Crunch too. <laughs> All right. Uh, listen, you're the director of wellness, you're the supervisor. What do you do to unwind? How do you decompress after a tough day? Ah, honestly, I really try every day to make spending time outside and doing something physical, like going for a walk, going for a run, yoga, you know, something that allows me to be able to like get up, move my body and kind of disconnect from the screen. And, you know, sometimes from people, sometimes you kind of need that space to kind of, you know, be able to come back and be a little more present. So, uh, yeah. I love to spend time outside. I love to meditate and do yoga and spend time with, with family and friends. We're on the go so much. You got to be where your feet are. Mm -hmm. Be mindful, be present. Great advice. That's awesome. All right. Uh, what's your all time best Halloween costume? Um, this is a tough one, mostly because, okay. I'm actually afraid of clowns, and so <laughs> Halloween is not my favorite holiday. <laughs> oh, my God. Were you no. a clown for Halloween one time? Okay, so what did you say? What's your favorite costume, though? Like, what you were for Halloween. You dressed I know. What was I? Okay. So my favorite one was a unicorn. I was, like, a unicorn when I was in fourth grade. It was, like, my most favorite costume. I mean, I honestly, I really didn't want it to ever take it off. Um, so did you get away from all the clowns? I, honestly, it was like, I would only go out for a couple hours because I would get too nervous that I was going to run into the older kids with the clown masks. That's amazing. Oh, oh my God. I'm so glad I asked that. All right. <laughs> All right, listen, it's fourth down. All right, you got fourth and goal. You, you're going for it? You're kicking or sticking? I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going for it. I'm kicking. All right, last question. You had a chance to sit down and have dinner with any person in the history of the world. Who would it be? Okay, so there's a lot of people on my list, but the person that I've been really connected to recently, and I know it's, anyway, the person I've been really connected to recently is Brené Brown. Um, so I've been like super into her podcasts. I, you know, I've read almost all of her books. I've read her, um, watched her recent Netflix special. Um, I just feel like she's such an amazing, vulnerable person. And I feel like I could just learn so much from her. Um, so sh I'd want to have dinner, um, maybe like share a meal, maybe a glass of wine. Is that even appropriate in our podcast? Anyway, <laughs> just sit there and kind of pick her brain and, and talk to her for hours. So she'd be my person. Last time I checked, you're 21, Docs. That's okay. <laughs> hey, there's a lead, Renee Brown. That's great. And for you listeners out there, a good place to look to. All right. Well, listen, Doc, thanks for joining us this week. Hopefully we can have you back on the program sometime soon. Really appreciate it and keep up all the great work. Thanks so much, Mr. Coe. Thanks for having me. All right. And that's this edition of Let's Talk About It. Remember, we're drawing issues out of the darkness and into the light to drum up awareness and in the name of prevention. So listen, with all the technology at our fingertips, you got Snapchat, Instagram. Some people even have Finsta. You got an account out there. Listen, put all that stuff down. Pull up a seat at the table. Sit down. Talk about it face to face. Because remember, if you don't sit down and talk about it and you're not at the table, it could be on the menu. All right, folks, that's it. Stay safe and take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs>